Welcome, y'all. Welcome to my show. Welcome to my mind with Stephen Taylor. Here, you found yourself. And we're going to keep on talking like this for the most part. Because this is what I like to do. All my stars. This is, is going to get exciting. How y'all going? How y'all going today? Are we well? Today, I'm recording this on my cellular phone. That, that there's a, a wireless, a wireless cellular receiver. And I'm also doing this through my Bluetooth headphones with my, uh, with my little earbuds in my, in my head here. I've decided to do this because my wife has taken the laptop. So I don't have no laptop now. I've got to use my wee little phone. Now y'all understand me nice and clear? Now we're going to start the show. Welcome. I've said it once. I'll say it again. Welcome. Welcome to my mind. Uh, we've got some things to talk about. Did you like that? You happy with the, the intro? I personally am. Um, I don't think it could have got worse. It definitely couldn't have. It probably could have went better. Yeah, it could always get better. But you know, when things end, another thing starts. A door shuts, a door, uh, a door shuts, a door closes. A door shuts, a door opens. Is what um, I'm meant to say. But yeah, as, as I said, I'm doing this on my phone. So I'll apologize if it's a bit scratchy and not the usual impeccable quality that I generally upload. And uh, yeah, so uh, it should still be good. It's probably a lot easier to do it on my phone than it is with the whole laptop and the microphone, just out of convenience, because you can just put the headphones in, put the phone on, and this isn't a paid endorsement, I'm just saying, like, you know, it's a bit of a, it's a bit, bit, bit of a thing to, to, like, set up, plug the microphone in, put the headphones in, and then, like, do a bit of market research, or not. You know, I've written down one thing today and it's, um, it's actually just to remind me to, to plug the show, which I usually do at the end, but I'll just quickly do it at the start. If you do like the show and are enjoying the show, you can leave, you can definitely leave a five star review and give us a, give us a positive one. Go on. Yes. Yeah. Give us a positive one. Come on. It's worth it. Cause I'll shout you out. I'll tell you how much you mean to me. How much you mean to me? Anyway, the silence was deafening. Um, so what's happening? What's happening in the world? Well, I'll tell you what's happening in the world. Um, not a lot. Just had Valentine's Day. That was um, a busy venture. I only worked the day. But, um, excuse me. Happy Happy Valentine's Day to everyone and to my... Uh, my beautiful wife, happy Valentine's Day, um, yeah, it all went pretty well, I think, yeah, it was good, we don't really do Valentine's Day, because we're all, because we're in hospitality, we always, um, generally just have to work Valentine's Day, it's the same with, like, most holidays, excuse me, I don't have my second coffee yet, so I'm still a bit blah, um, we, we, yeah, we usually don't work, we usually work all of the holidays and 
you know, Christmas and all that kind of stuff. So we usually don't get a, um, a Valentine's Day together. And uh, this, this time we had the night off and I thought I was working the whole day and she thought I was too. So we had nothing planned. So it was just nice to just hang out with each other. Just have nice company. Sometimes it's nice just to have company. I know I said last time, last episode that, um, some, you know, for sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Uh, I definitely do prefer it, but like I said, I, I need things to do. I can't just be, I wouldn't want to be alone in a cave, isolated. <laughs> that would be, um, that's even too much for me. Maybe if I had, if I had food and water, I guess if it was like no choice survival, you just gotta go with it. Oh, I'm so sorry. I might pause this and go have a coffee and wake up, hey? Uh, we'll, we'll see how we go. But there were some interesting um, developments in the gaming community, which I'm, like, super behind on. I, I just want to touch on, like, some gaming things and some, like, movie things before I um, jump in and tell some more hospitality stories. It might be, you know, look, it might be a little boring, but... There's cool things. There's cool things happening in our little gaming community. Um, there's actually not that much. But I've, I've recently picked the Division 2 back up with my um, brother. We've been playing that. And uh, yeah, it's still a good game. I was actually surprised. I don't know if it's been an update, but I was actually surprised that they changed a lot of the the kind of structure and the way you play it, they made it a lot, a way easier. They made it so much easier to, like, for... The thing about the the first division was, like, it created the grind, like, when games didn't really have the grind. And a grind in a game is, like, you have one... You have, like, a gun, and then you're constantly trying to get a better gun than that gun. And then you just keep getting better gear, better gear, better stuff, better stuff, better stuff all the time. And, like, what the Division, the first one did, was made you want that chase. And, like, made you want to chase that feeling and, like, keep going, going, going. It was, like, an, an adrenaline addiction. You know, you just wanted to keep going and going and get better stuff, get better stuff, get better stuff. And, like, the chance of getting stuff, the chance of actually getting stuff was so low. <laughs> Looking back now, like, it was so minimal. But then... Uh, what they improved on on the second game. And the, the good thing was, if you don't know anything about The Division, it's a Tom Clancy game. And it's about um, this, it's like a virus outbreak and it it unfortunately ends the life of many, many people. And the the world is overtaken. Well, in the first one, you're in New York. So it's like there's um, three gangs in New York that um, take control of the city. And then you've got like this, um, this sanctioned government sector called the division and they're like sleeper cell agents that are just like normal people, but like kick butt. They're like, <laughs> they're like the, they're like Russian sleeper cells, but they're not Russian. And they're like, they're not trying to like, um, kill everybody. Even though it's weird. It's weird how like, um, superheroes, can like kill people in the name of justice but then 
are like celebrated for like killing the bad guy when the bad guy was killing people for like his own means. It's a strange concept, which um, I think the I think you know it's 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 hard to be like a hero anti-hero. Yeah, like because you're just constantly contradicting yourself. You're gonna kill you, someone's killing someone, so then you're gonna be the person that kills them. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make any sense at all. How can, like... Well, it does. I guess it does make sense. And there, you could fight either way the argument, but I'm not going to. I'm just saying it's a strange concept, you know? Anyway, uh, so the division, that's what the division's about. It's not about anti-heroes or whatever. But they, they, made it, they made the grind, like, this thing that made people want to complete it and do it. And so what the Division 2 did was like the same grind, but gave you more things and more ways to do the grind, hence making there more chances to get better gear and like better guns and uh, better things. And when I first played the Division 2, it, uh, it was just, a, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It wasn't, it didn't lead up to the hype, but now that they've updated it and they've changed it and they've like, uh, it's definitely, like, better as a co-op game than, like, just playing by yourself. Like, it's better if you play it with friends or with people. It just makes it better, you know, like, you can use your skills that are, you know, made for co-op, you know, and it works a lot better. And my brother and I, we play quite, um, pl- quite well together because we're brothers. And we grew up playing games, you know, so we we always know he knows that I'm really unpredictable. So he like grounds me. And when he does something out of character, I pick it up more. But when I do stuff, it's like really unpredictable and crazy. And he just goes, Oh, well that's, that's how Stefan plays. He just does weird stuff from time to time. (laughs) Like we, uh, yeah, I just do weird stuff in games. Like you can, they put in the feature that, you know, it's like overgrown, it's like in DC, this one, so it's like overgrown, and there's like gangs, and you're shooting gangs, and <laughs> there's like, there's animals running around, there's lots of deer running around, and we'll just be running through, going to like a, a mission objective, or like to a place, and you know, I'll just shoot a deer, and he's shocked every time, he's like, oh, it just sounds so bad, and it's like, oh, well, they put it in the game, and they put the ability to shoot in it, why wouldn't you do it? You know, it's just a video game. I can't do it in real life and I don't want to do it in real life. So I'm going to use my, um, the game as like an outlet. But yeah, the good thing about The Division 2, I know I'm like really late to the party. It came out in like 2000 and end of 2019, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, I'm really late to the party. But yeah, they made a really, they, they made this second one really good with the updates. They made it a lot more playable, a lot easier to play. And they definitely made it better to get gear you could get a lot better gear really quickly like it took me like months to get any good gear on the first game and now it's taken me like three weeks to get good gear oh excuse me i'm so sorry i don't know why wake up come on mate the chef the chef i'll wake up i will wake up chef chef anyway um yeah, so, anyway. Um, 
I've just paused it. That's why it'll feel like there's a break in conversation. I've paused it and I've put the kettle on. Polly put the kettle on. Polly put the kettle on. No, Polly didn't do it. Stefan did it. Stefan put the kettle on. That's right. Anyway. Um, the Division, go check it out. Go go play it. I'm pretty sure it's available on the Xbox Game Pass. And if you haven't got Xbox Game Pass, then you should check it out. Because it's really good. You get access to so many games. And um, it, it ties in your membership as well. And they, they just put in EA Play as well. So you can access all of like EA games. This isn't like a a um a plug and I'm not getting paid for it, but I really do like Xbox. I like Xbox. X- X- Xbox is good. Mm. I love gaming. Um well, what else has been happening? Has there been any like big news? Who knows? I don't mind. Of course there's been big news and like murmurs all around the world and the state of the world is something that I could talk about, but I'm not going to because I don't need to. Because you didn't come here for this. You came here to listen to me talk about hospitality stuff. Maybe? Maybe? Yeah. Anyway, I was talking to a friend uh, the other night and we are talking about... He's made like the transition from... Um, he's made the transition from being a chef to picking up like another career. A couple of my friends have done it. They've just gotten out of hospitality because it's a bit of a young man's game. Like you find yourself getting a bit long in the tooth. And if you're, um, you know, it's just wear and tear on your body, really. Like the guys that are in it, the, the, they're the, the people that have done it smart, you know, like in, they've, they've worked in ways that um, makes it, not necessarily easy on the body, but the work smarter, not harder. You know, that's a secret to working when you're doing like hard labor and like intense work is you gotta, you gotta be smart about how you work, you know, lift with your knees, not your back, you know, that kind of stuff. And, um, try and simplify jobs, not make them harder, you know? So, uh, anyway, he's made the transition and he was saying, um, um, you know, he's cooking at home and like his, his housemate or whatever is like really impressed and like ruined restaurant food for him because, you know, what he can cook at home is really, really nice. And it, it got me thinking about the, like why people go out and order things that they have a connection with at home. Like, I, like I've got, my grandma makes a really nice lasagna and it's always like, you know, home cooking is always the best and um, nothing compares, right? And you never want to, well, me personally, I never want to lose that memory of um, that that pasta or that lasagna, sorry, you know? And um, it got me thinking why people pay top dollar for something they have like an attached memory to. Like, I'm not going to go out like my auntie can't cook or Western or continental style food or French or Italian. But when you, she used to make a bolognese, like it was all right. Like, I'm not going to go out and buy a bolognese <laughs> to like compare it to like my auntie's at home or I'm not going to go out and buy a lasagna 
and put it in comparison to like my grandma's, I think it's a bit odd. You know, like you go out with these these attached memories to like food that you really enjoy and food you love. And then you go out to like a place and then you buy that food you love and because they don't do it your way or like it doesn't taste the way that you remember it, then you're like, you don't like it. Has that ever happened? Has that ever happened to you? It's happened to me once or twice where I've gone out and uh, my auntie, she's Thai from Thailand. She's, most Thai people are from Thailand, you know, or they have relatives in Thailand or like their mum or dad was from Thailand. That's how like the, that's how it kind of works. <laughs> if you didn't know, now you know. Um, and she, she used to make like, not a lot, but she used to make pad Thai. And uh, I would enjoy it. Like, it's really nice. And then I would go, I went to this place in, um, I, I went to this place and it was like renowned for their like Asian cookery and like their pad thai especially. And I got food poisoning and now I can't eat pad thai because <laughs> you know, I've got like, I had like a nice memory of it. And now I've got this really, really bad memory of it. <laughs> Because every time I think of Pad Thai, I think of that time I got really bad food poisoning and like couldn't work for two days because it, it was really bad. It was like, you know, there's, there's different types of food poisoning you can get. Like it can be, you know, the, the common way doctors describe it is like getting gastro. So like you've got an upset, a gastrointestinal disorder or like a gastrointestinal malfunction or, you know, something like that sickness I guess and the generally how it uh, manifests and like comes out of you is either through your mouth in the south or your mouth in the north <laughs> for lack of uh, a better expression <laughs> so like sometimes it can take the the fastest I've seen it and generally when I get sick from food, it happens to me rather quickly because I've got like a little bit of a sensitive stomach. I don't eat every, I eat everything, but how I eat it is like temperature c controlled, you know, like I wouldn't eat a lamb cutlet, for example, that's been sitting on the bench for three hours and it was hot once and then it cooled down to 20 degrees. And, you know, if I ate that, I would instantly be sick, you know, but if, if I ate it, if I reheated that and cooked it to past the point, then I would eat it and I would probably be okay. You know, that's the thing about food, you know, like you've got to, you got to treat it as like some kind of, um, you got to treat it like a science because that's what it is. Gastronomy, like the, it's a food science, you know, like it's, it's chemical reactions. It's like when you, when you toast bread, you know, it, it it's a chemical reaction of the heat hitting the, the surface of the food and changing the, the molecular texture of the bread to make it go from white to brown. You know, like the heat is caramelizing the sugar, molecularly changing the structure to go from soft to hard, you know? That's like the, the, the easiest example that springs to mind. But yeah, so, if, you know, you, you got to treat it that way, like it's a bit of a science. Um, and sometimes it happens when food goes bad, 
it causes a reaction in your body or in someone else's body to make you feel ill or sick, right? So generally it happens, like I said, for me personally, it happens quite early. If I've had like some bad food, I usually, um, I usually need to go straight away. Sorry if this is grossing anybody out. Like it's a, it's a weird thing, but you know, like you need to understand the facts of food before you, you can't just, if you're sick an hour after eating, it's not the food you ate because your body doesn't process it that quick. You know, like if you had, or, you know, I guess it's in like extreme cases. Like if you had spoiled milk that was spoiled for two weeks and drank it, you would instantly be sick. Like that's just what happens. Cause you know, you're ingesting like almost a poison, <laughs> you know, something like that's going to make you sick. Cause all chemicals, all store-bought chemicals are like derived from like a plant kind of, you know, like that's just the way it is. Yeah. Like how they found out penicillin was just like the, um, is derived from like blue mold in, in, um, blue cheese, you know, like that's how they worked out penicillin as like an antibody was actually living in moldy cheese, you know? So yeah, so it works, it works, it works each way. And, um, yeah, so it generally happens for most people from like the, um, 12 to 18 and then the 18 to 24 and then 24 to 48 you know and it can last for either 24 hours or 48 hours or in the worst case scenario 72 hours if it's lasted for three days your food poisoning or your gastrointestinal disorder then you should seek medical advice even if it's lasted for two days you should seek medical advice and get on the emodium Actually, it's not good. The The thing is with, like I said, I, was, I, I apologize for the grotesque nature of this conversation, but um, you should not take anything that's going to block your stomach if you think you have food poisoning. The best way is to get it out of your system. The longer it's in your system, the longer you will be sick. So the sooner it's out, the better you will be. And sometimes all you can do is drink electrolytes and water and like bits of bread or, you know, like um, tasteless carbohydrates because that's generally the best way to like settle your stomach. Eno is good too. I always say, sorry, I'm just scratching my head. You might hear a bit of scratchy, scratchy because um, I've got the, the headphones in and the microphones are quite close to um, my... Um, my hole in the north. <laughs> yeah. Actually going back to like the the mouth of the south, that's a that's a good one actually. I've heard that before somewhere. I'm not gonna claim it, but it's a good one. Yeah. Anyway, so um yeah, so sometimes you get disappointed over food when it's been um when you don't have that that strong connection memory like I said, you know, I've got like the the good pad thai memory, but I can't eat it again because of that one incident, you know? And, and that, that, that was about uh, seven years ago now. And I haven't had a pad thai since. I probably won't, you know? You probably got more chance of like getting it inside of, um, inside of a, like a, um, 
a developed country rather than a third world country, which sounds strange, but yeah, it's it's weird. You know, there's more dangers in like a first world country as far as who, food is concerned than there are in like some third world. Yeah. That's what I did, I, you know, I, I, do, I do notice a little time when you watch like those cooking shows, everything they do and they're cooking the food so much. Like you never see in a street market rare food. You know, like food that's like bloody or fleshy. You always see it cooked all the way through. You know, obviously they're trying to protect the presenter so they don't get sick. So they, you know, have to cook the food all the way. But, you know, a lot of people get sick from... Um, and that, that's not even like a statistic I've looked up. This is just a statistic that I've grown to understand and know because of like my trade, and my understanding of uh of food on a molecular level molecular gastronomy that was like a big thing um oh it still is a big thing but it was a big thing when that heston you know heston your guy with the glasses a bridge guy uh blumenthal blumenthal um when he was like doing his funky weird stuff remember he did the um he did like the Christmas feast and he took like a, he took like the a feast from the 1800s and brought into real life, real life, brought into, oh, excuse me, come on mate, come on. Oh, hang on, I'm just going to pause because the kettle has boiled. Polly, the kettle has boiled. Now I will, I'll just go make a coffee and then I'll come back, alright, so bear with me. What are we talking about, Heston? Yeah. All right. So I've paused it, and I've come back, and I've got some bad news. I don't have any coffee. <laughs> I've boiled it, and I thought I had some instant coffee kicking around, but I do not. I've got a sachet of coconut coffee, which I'm, I'm not happy to drink. I don't very much like the taste of coconut sometimes, most of the time. It's, um... I cooked uh, an omelette one time and I put too much coconut oil in it so the taste lingers. And it's still taken me a while to get over that taste. I'll eat it. I don't mind the taste, but if I can avoid it, I'll avoid it. And, uh, excuse me. Just having some Chateau Aguar, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, there's no coffee. There's just ground coffee that I've got to brew into it ah and it's one of those things where you can't just brew one cup you know like it's it's a big thing and it seems pointless if i just put one one scoop of coffee in this big old machine to brew one cup of no i'm doing it i'll be back oh i'm doing it i've done it i've done probably the most pointless thing i have i'm brewing one cup of coffee in a coffee filter thing they're pretty good though i don't know if i've said it before but i got it for um christmas i got it for my wife for christmas because she really wanted one because you see it in the movies you know it's like one of those things you see it in all the american movies have just got like a a glass coffee pot and then they put the coffee grounds in the top and on the filter paper and then the coffee comes through you know and then They've got coffee for the day. You just put on one big batch of coffee. Instead of like in Australia, 
we just use um or most of the time it's like um blend 43 <laughs> my australian audience will know what i'm on about uh, not that i'm trying to be derogative towards any other audience i do have but um yeah we usually just put that in a in a cup and then just pour hot water on it and it's like instant it's instant coffee basically and it is instantly you instantly get coffee this one you've got to wait like i bet it's not even long i, I bet in about three minutes it'll be ready by the time i finish talking about what, whatever i'm talking about it'll, it'll be finished and done and i'll i'll have a coffee I'll pause it again and I'll bring the coffee and I'll tell you. The coffee's really nice too. Um, I think she got it. She just got it at like the supermarket and it's it's not bad. My um, one of, one of my mates came over recently and brought over some coffee beans and it was like, whoo, 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 baby boy. It was uh, it was some high quality beans. It was good too. It was like really smooth, in- intense. You know, it was a nice strong. Yeah. I think he got it uh, locally too. There's a there's a place. Um, anyway. Um, what was I on about? Molecular gastronomy. It was a big thing. There's a couple of places in my area that do it now. Actually, a lot of places do it. They always mess around with like the... Um, the dry, making instant ice cream with the dry ice and all that kind of stuff. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Look, look up some like ice creams made with dry ice. They're pretty cool. I um I heard like a couple of horror stories that um someone gave someone like raw dry ice or like the the customer ate dry ice and it like gave them really bad ice burns in their mouth so it's just kind of turned me off that style of cookery like I don't really want to I wouldn't mind like getting to like temper chocolate a lot more than I have and making the spheres and doing like the the mousse and the spears or the curd and the spears and all the caramel and stuff like that. Like I wouldn't mind presenting that stuff for a little bit better on a molecular structure. I've used sous vide like uh, heaps and heaps of times. I don't mind sous vide, but I would rather, yeah. i tell you what's a good like sous vide is um, a good thing to sous vide is do like an egg 63 and it's an egg that like it's a perfect like poached egg, you know, it's per perfect poached egg. Um and yeah, you do it for sixty three degrees for one hour in like a sous vide or a circum ventilator. And um yeah, it turns out really well. It's great because it's like a perfect like it's like an Instagram egg. You know what I mean? Like it's just perfect. It looks it looks great, it tastes great. Well, it tastes like an egg, really. Um, yeah, 63 degrees. And people say, you know, like, don't hold things, especially egg in, like, that um, the temperature. But, well, no one's gotten sick that I've done it for. I've been doing 63s for, for years. That's my preferred way to put them on, like, a Caesar salad is do, like, an egg 63 instead of, like, poaching an egg, poaching an egg to order, I find the 63s, if you do them consistently right, then they come up really well, yeah, they're delicious, I love a good 63, mmm, um, eggs, I've said it once, and I'll say it again, I'll have an egg on anything, anything, I had an egg on, just a roll with cheese, <laughs> the other day, 
It was delicious. Just egg and cheese. And beans too. I think I've had some leftover beans off of beans. You're not you're not here to to um hear me banging what what I eat at home. Because it's basically fried eggs. If anyone was thinking, what does this guy eat? It's fried eggs. That's the the main thing I consume is eggs. Eggs and bread. Yeah. Because it's delicious. You know? So the tomato, like I underestimated how versatile tomato was. And if you think about it, you can use a tomato for so much. Like you can dry a tomato, like sun-dried tomatoes. You can cut them up and make like a, a salsa or a bruschetta. You can, oh, here we go. I'm just going to list all the ways you can use a tomato. But you can like slowly cook them. You can eat them fresh. You can eat them raw with like salt and a bit of oil, you know? Like you can, um, yeah, you can make sauces out of them. You can like comfy them. You can, you can just do so much. That's actually about it. <laughs> but you can just do so much with tomatoes, eh? And I didn't really see why they were um, used so much until like a lot later in my career, you know? Like generally you just cut them into quarters and put them on a salad or you cut them. I like to cut them in a way that, uh, hang on, I'm just going to pause. It's been three minutes now, so I'm just going to go check if my, um, my coffee is ready. So just, but just bear with me. I might lose my train of thought, but it's because I've paused it. Then I've come back with a coffee. You'll know about it. You'll hear about it. If I've got me coffee, I did it. I've got a coffee and it is, Hang on a second. <coughs> Excuse me, really hot. It is a hot coffee, as expected. It's just come straight out of the coffee filter system of 2020. And it's uh, it's delicious. Mm. What was I saying? Because now I've lost my train of thought. Um, well, I'll tell you what, we'll just put a pin in that. And we'll, we'll talk about something else. What do you want to hear? Do you want to hear a story? I'll tell you the good thing about actually doing this on my phone. This is a, for the second, third time I've actually done this on a phone. And the, the first two times, they were just in a car. So it was just me talking at the phone. So there was a lot of ambient noise. Uh, there still might be ambient noise because these headphones like might pick up a lot of strange noises. But you're just going to get me... It might be louder, actually. I'll... I'll you know, it's probably too late to warn you, but it's probably going to be louder because, um, my voice is close to the, to the microphone. Um, anyway, uh, the, the actual good thing is that I can just keep recording with on the computer. I have to stop, um, uh, every 30 minutes and then re-click into it and, and go into it. But this way I can do it, uh, up to an hour actually, I think, which is makes it a bit easier. Cause then I can, I can just sit here and ramble on because that's what I do. I generally just sit here and I just talk to, um, to a faceless audience, but you know, most, most of my audience, look, let's be honest. I know they're family and friends and I'm okay with that. And shout out to all you guys for sticking in there because you guys uh, are the ones that make me want to do it. Everybody that listens to it and like, you know, leaves a, a, a positive review either to me personally or on, um, uh, you know, uh, iTunes or Google. Um, you, you're the guys that 
that make me want to keep doing it, you know? Um, <laughs> this is, yeah, sorry. My, my, I won't say the word, but it starts with G and it rhymes with noodle. I said that and the headphones did like the, you know, hey, G noodle. You know what I mean? Oh, it doesn't rhyme with, it doesn't rhyme with noodle. Oh, it does a little. I won't say it because then my headphones will do the automated voicing and I don't want to do that because it, ru it ruined my train of flight. But what, what I'm trying to say is thank you. And now uh, you guys are the ones that make it happen. If if no one listened to it, I would have stopped doing it. But, you know, because you guys listen to it, then that makes me want to do it. And and that, that, that makes me pretty happy, really, to hear that you guys want to hear me do it and speak about it. So who wants to hear a story? Hey, who wants, who wants story time? I've got one. So I was working, uh, I was working at this place and, uh, generally wherever you work in hospitality, you're going to come across, um, like, t uh, temp chefs. Like at one place, there was a place called, um, temp chefs, <laughs> like, you know, and, and what they are, there's like, they're like temporary replace replacements, you know, like they're a skeleton crew. They come in and have the skills get, I've done temp chefing before. And you basically go in there and you generally the expectation is you should be able to see what they're doing and just do it and follow with them. Like cooking, if you've cooked long enough, then you can generally just work alongside people. It doesn't matter if you know them or don't know them. You don't have to have like a year or like a five year bond with like most of these people. I'm just going to sip my coffee. Hang on. Oh, that's still hot. Ugh. Um, you generally don't have to like be around these people for years and years to develop the skills to when you're starting, you do, but w when you get a bit older, you can kind of just jump around from kitchen to kitchen and just jump in wherever you need and help out and bang it out. Um, but anyway, you meet some characters in these temp agencies and like, they're, they're so strange. Yeah. They're. They're good. Like for the most part, most of them are really good. You know, I was working at like a, a racetrack one time and, you know, we all rocked up. We all had our, you know, chef, um, chef whites on. And there was like this British dude, right? And he was British and he was of like, I think he was like, um, maybe, maybe uh, I'm not sure where in India he was from, but he was definitely Indian. Because of, um, he said that. <laughs> it's not like a racial observation. It's, he said he was Indian. So I'm just going to take his word for it. But, um, he, it was so weird. Eh? He had like, um, like, you know, chef jacket on, um, so he was like super arrogant. So he was like a typical chef and he had a, um, he had like a cowboy hat on, like he had this Akubra on and he was just this like arrogant person hey eh? like it just really it really annoyed me i don't like arrogant chefs i understand why chefs are arrogant and why some of them are but if if you're just arrogant to me and to everybody around you when i've just met you then that creates a problem for me because i don't I, that doesn't make me want to engage with you i'm not going to talk to you more and um the general consensus i got about this guy is that he always sinks 
right? He always sinks and he always, he always goes downtown, you know, like it's never in a good way. And I was plating up some sushi platters and he had like some niche function because at this racetrack, there was a lot of function rooms and we all had our separate functions to go to and go do. And uh, this girl and I did ours and just smashed it out. And it was super easy because, you know, we're, we were professionals <laughs> and it got done and everything worked. But this guy, he had like half the amount of people and like double the food and he still like messed it up. You know, he was this Indian cow. He had like some ridiculous name too, like a nickname. It was like, oh, it was so cringy. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> and he, he, you know, I'm playing off this sushi plate and he comes along and he's like, oh, oh, that's a lot of sushi. And I was like, oh, have you, have you already got yours? Because this is all I have left and I've got like 30 more people than you. So what do you, what do you want to do? Do you want some? Cause I'm a nice enough person. I'll offer. And he was like, Oh, I would love, I would love to have all of that sushi. And I said, well, mate, you can have some and I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll tell them, you know, once that this is all the sushi I have, once we run out, we run out. And he said, Oh, I'll, I'll, okay. All right. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll, I'll have it. Thank you. I don't even think he said thank you. I think I'm ad-libbing the thank you. But he just took all of my sushi. Yeah, I had like three trays of sushi. I had like 80 people in my little thing. And he had like 40. You know what I mean? Like he had nothing. And what's worse is that I had all these people, right? And I only got like this little, um, these two little hot boxes. So I had to cook the food in the main kitchen. Then cart the food to this little hot box. A hot box is a little metal box that has that um it like heats it doesn't cook it just heats and stays hot so it generally stays between like um 70 and 100 degrees you know so it doesn't cook anything it just holds heat and i had to take all my food i had to cook it in the other kitchen cart the food put it in the hot box and then serve from the hot box and then this guy he sends one of the, like the waitresses over to like my tent or whatever. And he's like, and they're like, oh, the, the chef in market, let's call it Marquee C, um, needs help. And I was like, all right, no worries. Uh, I said to the girl, I said, are you all right here? And she's like, yeah, yeah, it's no drama. We're doing really well. And I go over there and he's just standing. He's got like a full kitchenette. He's got like a combi, a fryer, a flat top, a couple of like, like stove burners. He's got like a fridge. <laughs> he's got like all this flash stuff, not flash, but he's got like this whole kitchen and he's sinking for like 30 people to play up 30 people. And I get in there and he's just standing in the corner looking at the food. You know, I'm like, mate, what are you doing? Like, what do you need help with? And he's like, oh, I need help plating. It's like, mate, you've got 30 people, you know, like I've got 80 over there, you know, like I think, I don't think you need as much help as you need, mate. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I just, you know, I just I just need a bit of help getting him out. So, like, oh, whatever, dude, eh? So, I, like, help him. I, like, get the food out. And then I go back to my function. And then, she, you know, the girl's like, oh, we need more of this. And I say, all right, I'll go to the big, I'll go to the other. I will walk the two kilometers over to the other kitchen and I will get it. And I went and got the food. I came back. And then another waitress comes over and says, oh, the chef in Marquise C, I say C or B, C, whatever, uh, needs help. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me, mate. Eh? I'm like, I'm not going over there. 
oh, I don't want to talk to that guy. And so I send the girl, I said, oh, do you mind going over there and just helping him out? Because, you know, like, that's what we do. We go and help each other. And she just rolled her eyes and said, oh, whatever. And she goes over there and she says the same thing to me. He says, he was standing there with his tweezers, putting little bits of red sorrel on on the sushi and asked me to, to help him tray it up and play it up. He didn't even put it on the platters before garnishing people. That's like, you put it on the platter and then garnish and then send it. You don't garnish on the trays that you put it on and then put it on the trays so the garnish falls off. Like, it just doesn't work like that. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to get so angry, but I'm just thinking of that guy and I'm like, you fool, like, you're just irritating me so much. And then I go back and, you know, I asked the head chef and I was like, oh, how'd we go? Like, uh, he said, oh, did you have any issues? And I said, oh, no, no issues. You know, like everybody loved the food. Everyone was fine. Food went out on time and it was all sweet, cleaned up, packed up, shut it down, you know, like um, it was all sweet. And then... He's like, oh, that's good, eh? I'm, I'm happy to hear you can, um, you can handle yourself, you know? And I said, well, that's what professionals do, mate. You know, like, I'm not trying to be arrogant or self-righteous, but that's what you do as a, as a hospitality professional. You just get in here, bang it out, and then clock off and then do it all again the next day, you know? And he was like, oh, I'll tell you, some of the agency I get, all the temp chefs that I get, like, I've got to save them all the time, you know? And yeah, I, I told him about the guy. I said, oh, that, that, that Indian guy with the cowboy hat, he's, he's doing my head in, mate. I did, like, we had to go help him, you know, uh, twice. Uh, I think even we even helped him, like, pack up, you know. Like, so three times he went and helped this guy. And he was like, yeah, I've got endless problems with that guy. I don't even know why they keep sending him. <laughs> and I said, oh, mate. I dare say, because, you know, desperate times, desperate, desperate measures. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, he was a nice enough bloke. But, you know, like, that that's the, the hope is that I, I never run into that person ever again and my life will just be nicer without it. Um, and it's not because of, like, dislike. It's just because of... Um, sorry, I just moved my folder, my book, sorry. It's not even out of dislike. It's just, like, not being able to do the job that you were hired for. You know, it'd be the same if, you know, you hired, like, a landscaper and you asked him to, like, I don't know, landscape your yard and make it look nice. And then you went out there and he asked you for help. <laughs> on like how to do it. And then asked you to, you know, it's like he started like planting the flowers in the back of his truck and then planted the flowers in the dirt that he was going to put in your garden, planted them in the truck and then just dumped the dirt with the flowers already in it in the flower bed. You know, like it makes no sense. It's just senseless. Anyway, that was it. Do you want another one? I got another one, right? So, uh, this is another agency one. And they're not all, like, horrible stories. They're just, like, there's a couple of people or a couple of chefs that just have weird quirks. And I'm not bagging on the agency because I've done agency and temp work. And um, I, I rather enjoy it to a certain extent. The, you know, the pay is really good and the experiences you have are priceless, really. And um, so, this guy comes in. I've got one more story after this and then I'll wrap it up. Um, so this, this guy comes in and, you know, I'm walking him through like what he needs to do for the service and, um, you know, he's mise en place and making sure he's got everything and I show him how to cook this pasta 
and he's, I say, oh, you know, you saute this, and then you add this, and you deglaze with this, and then you um, pop a bit of a bit of butter and a bit of olive oil, and then you put a bit of the pasta water in there to like kind of emulsify it and make and make the sauce, and then you put the pasta in, you know, to to make the sauce. Then you reduce a little bit, and he, and I was like, have you got that? And he's like, yeah, 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 I've got that. I said, oh, cool. And he kind of looked at me like he had something to say. And I was like, oh, what's up, mate? Like, you, you have a question or something? And he's like, oh, well, at this pasta joint I worked at, I would I would have done it a little different. <laughs> I was like, all right, how would you have done it? <laughs> you know, because you've you, you got to be nice. You can't just go, that's how we do it here. Read my jacket. That's how we do it. If you don't like it, then go away. I have, uh, there was one guy actually, the, the, I was talking about a guy that told someone to pick up the tea towel. I'll tell you another, a, a quick little tidbit here. And he's like, he said to one guy, he was like, you know, the guy was like plating up wrong on like a, a big, um, like function. And he was like, you either get in or get out. <laughs> you know, I thought it was funny. Um, anyway, he was, you can't say that to guys, eh? You just got to like roll with the punches and you know, you get, you, you just, Sometimes you just got to buy into their ego. So I'm just moving my headphone around. It's irritating my ear. And um, so he was like, I would have done it different. I said, oh, okay. How, how would you have done it? And he says, I would have done it in, an, in such a way that it would coat the pasta. He started doing these weird hand movements. And I was like, so how do you, how do you mean? And he says... I would have, I just would have done it in a way that it would have coated the pasta and he's doing the weird hand signals and I kind of gave him a puzzled look and then he just walked away. <laughs> he didn't give me anything else. He just walked away. He said, then that's the last memory I have of this guy. He said, I would do it in a way that it would coat the pasta. <laughs> And I was gobsmacked, eh? And then he just walked. He was gone. He was like, yep, that's how, um, that's, um, <laughs> that's, uh, that's how you do it. You just do it in a way that it would coat the pasta. And, um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's as weird as that story. I'll tell you one more. I'll tell you one more really quick one. So uh, I was working at this restaurant, um, and we, we didn't have a high turnover, but we generally had like a lot of new staff, not like a high turnover, like I said, like maybe uh, a guy every three or four months. And sometimes you get, you know, a, an absolute perler, right? I'll just hang on. I'll just have a, my coffee's a bit colder now because it's been a little bit longer. So hang on. Ooh, delicious. Delicious. Anyway, so. I'm working, I'm working with this guy and I'm showing him the section and I'm saying, oh, you, you're going to be on Friday tonight. We've got a function and, um, uh, closer to the time I'll get you to start like sealing off, uh, like frying off a couple of things just to make it a bit quicker. You know, like we had these, um, like little vegetable puff things that you need to fry first and then bake them in the oven. I said, you, you know, you fry them first to get the shape and then we'll finish them in the oven. If you do them all now, then when we get busy, you won't have to do them while you're busy. You know what I mean? So you can make it a bit easier for yourself. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you, I got you. And I said, look, I'll be next to you on pants here and like plating up. Just let me know and I'll, I'll come and help you. Right. And, um, you know, like he's like, oh yeah, no worries. So thanks, thanks, thanks. And I was like, don't worry, man. Hey, like if, if, if it goes down, if it goes south, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in and help you. No worries. You know, we're all here to accomplish the same goal. We're all here to, um, help each other out. It's like, Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. 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 You know, really appreciative. And, um, so I say, Oh mate, like get your function on the way. Hey, you know, like start frying the stuff off for the function. So yeah, yeah. So he starts frying his stuff off for the function. We start getting tickets, start getting tickets, start getting like dockets with like orders. The head chef's calling dockets. He's like, you know, check on one seafood, pappardelle, check on one jambala, you know, like, you know, doing all this, um, sending all these tickets through. And, um, you know, like, you know, I'm going, working along, you know, um, just getting it done. And, you know, the, the, the chef calls, uh, we're going to go on the function in 20 minutes. So I was like, oh mate, you got to pick it up, dude. Eh? You know, like you got to start getting a bit more going. I told a quick version of this story to a friend of mine recently. And, um, he's like, I won't, I won't say the chef's name, um, of the friend or, or, um, the person who, who I'm talking about, but, um, uh, this is the, the, this is, I only worked with him three shifts. And after this shift, I was quite happy to never work with him again. Anyway, so I was like, mate, you gotta, you gotta pick it up. <laughs> you gotta start getting this stuff on. So you, 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 it starts getting on and we start getting more dockets and dockets. And he's like, he's looking, he's looking at me and he's like looking at the fry and he's looking around and he's like, out of nowhere, I'm like working away. And he's like, oh, oh, I'm, I'm sinking. I'm, I'm sinking, I'm drowning, help, help, and he just goes into full panic mode, eh? he's just like, oh, oh, I'm sinking, and he's like flicking the fry baskets, and he's like checking the oven for no reason, he's frantically looking around, he's like, oh, 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 I'm sinking, I'm sinking here, help, help, like he was like getting attacked by a shark, man, eh? it was classic, it was so funny, eh? this guy was flipping out, that um, he had to keep, you know, keep, staying in, in the, in the, um, in the mist, you know, <laughs> it's just full panic. I shouldn't laugh at the guys like misery, but oh, it was so funny. I, I hope a lot of guys got a kick out of that because it was just so funny. So anytime I'm getting like snowed under, I drop it out, you know, <laughs> it's like, Oh, I'm so good. Oh, I'm so good. I used to work with a guy and, um, he, I said to him, I said, mate, are you sinking? And he was like, he put his like hands on his hips and he's like, I'm too buoyant to sink. <laughs> he was, <laughs> he was, he was dreadful. Eh? You know, like he, he sunk a lot. <laughs> he was not too buoyant chef. He was, he definitely sank a lot. So there you have it. Now it's time for everybody's fun part, the shameless plugs. I don't know if it's anyone's favourite. I don't even actually know if anyone hangs around for these shameless plugs. Maybe I'll move it to like mid-show. I'll do it, I'll have a break in the middle and I'll do the shameless plugs. And then I'll go back into the stories. Maybe I should do it that way. So then you hear. Anyway, so what you can do is you can, I'll put this on um, the Instagram, which is called My Mind Podcast. That's M Y M N D P D C S T, 
That's My Mind podcast with no vowels. So like I said before, someone took the vowels, so I had to get a bit creative and get rid of it. So it's... Yeah, maybe don't call it that. My Mind podcast with no vowels is fine. But you can follow it there. And I've also got a Facebook group now called My Mind with... Uh, Stephen Taylor or My Mind Podcast Facebook group. I can't remember the name now. Jeez, that's a bit embarrassing. I'll put the link in in the description. But you can check this out on uh, Anchor where I make the podcast. Uh, thanks, thanks to Anchor for making it all happen and making it really, really easy to use. And um, you can, like, uh, I'm on Spotify, Google, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Republic, um, Overcast, and oh, that's it actually. Uh, I, I'm on, I'm on like Castbox as well. I'm on like uh, a few platforms now. Uh, I'm on every platform actually. I'm everywhere, and you can also leave a five star review and a positive review at that. How about that? You can leave one. Actually, someone said um, it's a, it's an honest one. You know, like it's honest and I'm genuine. Maybe they didn't say genuine, but they said I was honest. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. And, um, you know, you can go and go and leave, leave a five star and positive review on Google podcasts or, uh, on, um, on Apple and, and let me know. You can also go to rate my podcast backslash backslash my mind with Stephen Taylor. You can go there and I can, it'll tell you where you're listening to and you can write a review there. Can you, can you be a quick one? But, you know, a positive one's always a good review. And um, you can also, alternatively, if you have any inquiries or you have any stories, if you have any hospitality story you want to share and you don't come into physical contact with me, you can send an email to mymindpodcast at gmail.com and you can send me your story and I'll, talk, I'll tell your story on, um, on the show. How about that? Good story, bad story, I don't mind. You don't have to say names or whatever. You can be purely anonymous. I respect everybody's privacy, so, yeah. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Um, I'm going to apologize again now for the sound quality or um, if it got loud at some point because, you know, I don't, like I said, I'm, I'm recording it through my phone and with headphones instead of on the massive microphone I usually use. So there might be some ambient noise, so I do apologize. But look, have a great week, and we will talk soon.